This podcast may contain adult language, adult situations, spoilers, and some brief nudity, so parental guidance is suggested. We have such sights to show you. After about five minutes of this movie, you're gonna wish you had ten beers. I'm such. And? And there are many gifts in the world and many toms as well, but I am Sancho. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Listen, Walter. I made a great reporter out of you, Hildy, but you won't be half as good on any other paper in you know it. We're a team. That's what we are. You need me and I need you, and the paper needs all of America. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Oh, well. La di da. La di da. La la. Welcome back to the Cinema Recall Podcast. Hey listeners, what's up? It's me, The Vern here from Cinema Recall Podcast. I apologize immensely for not releasing this episode sooner like I planned to. I had issues going on with my cell phone provider. Don't know if I want to bore you with the details of this, but all I gotta say is that do not go with Xfinity Mobile. I would have get phone replaced and was charged a shitload of money that the reps there never explained to me, and I'm really irritated, try to get try to get some sort of refund, and it's just not happening. So I gotta go with a different cell phone provider. So I gotta say this right now is my warning to you all, do not go with Xfinity Mobile. Just do not. They're a bad company, they don't really treat their customers right, so yeah, avoid them at all costs. In any case, uh, I did actually have a pretty good week, regardless of my problems with my cell phone provider yesterday. Um, I have been featured on some really great podcasts and was asked to host others. Uh, some hopefully will be coming soon your way. Others are available right now. First of all, I want to say thank you very much to everyone involved with the Reels of Justice podcast. I recently was back on there again to defend the movie Howard the Duck. That's right. The quote-unquote, some would say, is a bad movie from 1986. I love it. I got a chance to to defend it. Not easy to do, but I did it. And I want to give a shout-out to, first of all, I got to give a shout-out to the prosecutor, Dylan Schlender. I'm not going to tell you the outcomes here. But man, that, that cat made a really convincing case of why this is a bad movie. But, you know, I think I did, I think I did good, you know. Um, give my points there. Uh, want to thank, give a thank out to past guest Ryan Luis Rodriguez. He was the honorable judge for this case. And then I, I also got to thank, uh, the other jurors, Ben Hassler and Rob Maynard, um, for bringing their cases out there as well. So, yeah. Thank you very much, uh, for me being on the Rules of Justice podcast. You can find that anywhere podcasts are formed. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then hopefully, I believe, next week or so, or some week in the future, I'm going to be a guest on your next favorite movie podcast. This is hosted by Josh G. And this is a really cool format, actually. Uh, Josh brings on a guest, and he makes the episodes really short. My episode was just about 30 minutes, and I talked about the two. 2011 feature, 2011, 12, I, I'm so bad with the years, but I talked about the movie Hannah, the feature starring Trisha Ronan, Eric Bana, and Kate Blanchett, about the girl who lives in a forest with her dad, and she's been trained to be this fighter, yeah, just 
freaking love that movie, and I got a chance to talk with Josh about it on the Your Next Favorite Movie Podcast, so you can find that on most of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, yeah, uh, I also uh, was a co-host for a really good podcast called Let's Chat Live. Um, this is hosted by either Chris Revel or uh, Brianna Benjamin, and it's really kind of cool because they bring on different podcasters and just do a free-form interview conversation about their show, and it's really, really great. I was on there, I uh, believe, a little while back, I want to say a few months ago, um, but I got to be a co-host with Bree, and we brought on guest Mike from the On Call podcast, and that was a lot of fun. You know, we uh, talked about favorite sports movies, and we just talked about uh, movies in general, and thrillers. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I definitely would suggest checking that out as well. I believe you can find Let's Chat Live on Twitter, at Let's Chat Live. Um, yeah, so one thing that's going to be happening for this next season of Cinema Recall is I'm going to be, I'm not going to be doing a different movie every episode. I'm going to be focusing on just one movie a month. Just one movie. And the episodes are going to be about that one movie. I'm going to do a deep dive here, folks. And I got this idea from listening to the Room 237 podcast. Because that person brought down Stanley Kubert's The Shining in 2 minutes and 37 seconds. And I kind of wanted to do the same thing, but have it focus on just one movie. So in April, I'm bringing on guest Mary Mitchell from the Whatever with Jason Soto podcast to discuss with me Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon. And we're going to go into the history of that movie. We're going to be talking about details about the actors and the cinematographers and just going to go into a deep dive into Barry Lyndon. And then I believe the following month in May, Jason Soto from that same podcast, he's going to be joining me to talk about David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. And we are going to uh, really just get into that movie and decipher all the dream logic and whatnot about Mulholland Drive. And then I like to kind of continue that and do more deep dives into certain movies. I will still bring on guests once in a while to talk about a movie topic, but I mainly wanted to discuss that feature right there. Uh, so I'm going to close the show off right now with a quick little preview of our Patreon episode that I did. I discussed the whole thing about cancel culture going on, and I think I, I did a good job really talking about both sides of the issues. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to play that for you right now. I'm going to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon subscribers because they are freaking amazing. So, no special order. Got to thank Matt and Ashley from Mashley at the Movies. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, loved your WandaVision series very much. Uh, Got to give a shout-out, of course, to Jason Soto of Whatever with Jason Soto. I uh, really enjoyed your, like, kind of rant episodes talking about movie musicals that you did with Mary. That was a lot of fun. I gotta give a shout-out to Donnie Roberts, formerly of Cage's Kiss. They are starting up a new podcast, but I don't know exactly what the name of that said podcast is. And then I also gotta thank Miss Jeanette Miller-Mickenham of AKA Jeanette. Uh, you have just been a wonderful supporter 
And I hope everyone goes out there and reaches stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's it right now. So I'm going to close the show off here with our little uh, Patreon description right there. Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter sphere at cinema underscore recall. And also, don't forget to check us out on the Facebook. We have a Facebook group right now. It's called Crack uh, Cinema Recalls Awesome Cinematic Club with a K. So definitely check that out. I'll post a link in our show notes about that. Uh, but anyways, folks, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, goodbye. Hey, hello, listeners. It's me, The Vern, here from Cinema Recall Podcast, doing a quick little bonus episode for you. Now, regular listeners, they will get a small portion of this episode, but you cast will get the full kitten caboodle here. So there's been a lot of discourse online about cancel culture, and I think that both the extreme left and the extreme right are blowing the shit way out of proportion. And it just doesn't need to be that way. Uh, it's not to be so bad right now that even if I post an opinion on a show or a movie, I'm going to get a lot of flack for it. And I don't want it to be that way. We can have difference in opinions on a movie, but we shouldn't have to like block people or cancel people out just because they disagree with your opinion on a movie. We should be able to have like a discourse and a conversation about stuff. And I'm hoping that this episode will maybe do that for us. Um, so recently I heard that they were pulling the character of Pepe Le Pew from Space Jam 2. Now, to be fair, I did not care for Space Jam. I thought the first Space Jam was nothing more than an overlong commercial for the Bud's Bunny, Michael Jordan ads they did back in the 90s. But, and the movie didn't do that well. And when it came out to video, a lot of people were looking at the movie and saying, hey, this movie's fun. No, it's not. I found the animation in Cool World to be a lot better than the animation in Space Jam. But I'm not here to review Space Jam. So Warner Brothers decided to remove Pepper Le Pew from their movie. And hey, look, they have the right to remove characters from their features if they want to. And if the character has nothing to do with the storyline, who cares? Pepe Le Pew is a very, very minor character in Looney Tunes lore, and he doesn't really need to be in the movie, so totally fine with that. But then the extreme right comes in there, and they're saying that, oh, the liberals are removing childhood cartoons, and what's going on here? They're just doing censorship. And if it's a company doing that, it's not censorship, alright? It's just not. They have the choice to remove a character from their movie. It's like if uh, Disney wanted to do a Star Wars reboot and not put in the uh, Cantina band, that's their choice, all right? They can totally do that. That's totally fine. No big deal, all right? Uh, they can even remove Jabba the Hutt from Return of the Jedi. That's totally fine, whatever. But here's the thing, too. Pepe Le Pew is not advocating rape culture like a lot of extreme liberals think it is. To me, Pepe Le Pew is a parody, a satire of the toxic male persona. Because in each cartoon, Pepe Le Pew sees himself as like this romantic person, this guy who like loves romance and it's all about love and he's French and all that stuff. And in each cartoon, there's a cat that accidentally gets a white, you know, tail on her, and Pepe Le Pew pursues her through this cartoon. But in each cartoon, he never actually gets the girl, and it just shows how desperate he is, and it shows how pathetic his desperate attempts are. So it never, it ne never, 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 never appeared that Pepe Le Pew was supposed to be an advocate of rape culture, 
And I was talking with roommates of mine, and one of them mentioned that, yeah, but we still see him as being, you know, he's laughable, he's funny, we're laughing at, we're laughing with him and whatnot. And I'm thinking, no, we're kind of laughing at him. We're not actually laughing with him. We never want him to achieve this goal. It's kind of the same thing, too, with watching Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and his Dennis system. Dennis is a potential, you know, rapist, serial killer, and never once are we laughing with him. We never want him to achieve any of his goals right there. We're laughing at him. And that's the same case with Pepe Le Pew. And then there's also this big hubbub about Lola Bunny. Uh, apparently, people from the raid posted images saying that they toned down Lola Bunny's appearance. And while both characters from the 90s and now, they do look different, I think the rate's kind of blowing that stuff way out of proportion too. And at the same time too, I'm thinking that the left, thinking that Little Bunny was overly sexualized in the first movie, is blowing shit way out of proportion as well. Because if you look at both characters, they are not sexualized at all in any case. And I watched clips of the first Space Jam, and we are seeing that character through Buzz Bunny's eyes, and he's looking very lovingly at her, he's obviously attracted to her. None of the characters are looking at her that way. The camera never lingles on her bunny boobs or her bunny butt or that stuff right there. They do use saxophone in there, but that's just used as a joke cue. So I never at all found Lola Bunny to be sexualized. It's the same type of people who think Lola Bunny is sexualized thinks that Chitara from Thundercats was sexualized. And no, sorry. Just because a anime character has breasts does not mean that they are a set symbol, alright? And while we're on the subject of Looney Tunes, seriously HBO Max, why are you altering content of the original shorts? You think the violence in Looney Tunes cartoons is a problem? Looney Tunes were built on cartoon violence, alright? That's what they're known for. And you want to try and alter that or change that? Ah, no. That's why I still collect physical media photos. That's the best way to avoid any of this type of things there, because I can go back to my old copies of Looney Tunes. Uh, I, I don't have to worry about Disney Plus censoring content of their movies, no, because I already have the actual physical copies of movies, and it's perfect. So, and also, if we're going to cancel out Pippa Le Pew for being a potential rapist, we should cancel out Roadrunner for being a sociopath psychopath because the shit that he does to the uh, the coyote is just really kind of sick. And we need to put a stop to that right now. 